Welcome back to the Manga Revolution Podcast, your home for the best in-depth commentary on the latest happenings in the manga and anime worlds. I'm your host, Kevin, and with me today is Rock. How are you, Rock? Ah, oh, great to be here as always, Kevin. Great to have you here because and it's a very exciting day today because we got a new Shonen Jump <laughs> manga that came out today. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very exciting time. We're always really happy to have like a new Shonen Jump series to see if it'll grab our attention. So and for this new title, it's called Jiangshi X by Norihiko Kurazano. And so we'll be covering the first chapter that just released this past Sunday or here in the States. And so before I, we get into that review, I wanted to go over some quick housekeeping. As always, you can follow the Manga Revolution podcast on any podcast services, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all those uh, podcast services wherever you might listen to uh, to us. And you could also find a backlog of Manga Revolution podcast episodes on the ConcretRevolution.com website, where on top of having uh, all of our episodes housed, we also have different features uh, and reviews on the manga and comic worlds. Um, we do everything from sales charts that I know Rock is really heavy on. And we do also comic book reviews and manga reviews. So you could check us out there. And you could also follow the work or like any new stuff that we post on the ConquerRevolution.com uh, Twitter account now at CB Revolution and the Manga Revolution podcast at the Manga Podcast. And you could follow me on Twitter and TikTok at the Kevin Linus and on Instagram at Kevin L007. Rock, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rock with two Ks Revolution. Now, as I mentioned uh, before, we're going to be re- reviewing Jiangshi X by Nor- Norihiko Kurazano um, today. And Kurazano has a long history of being a mangaka since before he broke out as his own manga- mangaka. And he's worked for people like Katsutoshi Kawai, Kei Kawano, and various others. He's worked for like a long time as a mangaka assistant before breaking out in 2009 with a series called Mahu Yoshin Roma that lasted 20, 25 chapters. And he's worked on a couple other mangas as well that, that have lasted between 19 and 25 chapters from what I found, along with several one-shots before writing uh, Jiangshi X. And Rock, before we get into the review, have you heard of Kurozano's work at all uh, before? Not at all. This was a brand new introduction for me, not familiar with anything he'd done in the past. So uh, it's kind of exciting. I always like when it's a name I don't recognize at all. You're like, yeah. oh, neat, something new. So, yeah, for me, brand new. Uh, that was kind of fun. Yeah, and the same thing for me. I haven't read any of Kurozano's work. I know one of the big ones that, from what I found, was Automation and Liber um, were the two big ones that I, that I found. And from from referencing friends, that's those are the two series that they mentioned to me that I should, I should check out. But we're today we're going to be reviewing Jiangshi X that released uh, this past weekend. And... With this world, or with Jiangshi X, it's a world where the Yingfish consumed the Yangfish from what, what the tales tell us, and it consumed it so that darkness took over the world, with only uh, one glimmer of light left in the world, and that caused uh, these demon-like beings called the Jiangshi to kind of take over and um, force like people called the uh, Daoshi monks to protect the world um, from them, and that's kind of where we start with this is where we start with our lead of Xiao, who um, who's an adopted son of the leader of his village. And he is in a monk in training and he and his other friends um, are put through a, a test. And that's kind of what this entire chapter is about of them becoming official Daoshi monks rock. What did you think of this uh, first chapter and your, all your impressions of the, like, let's go with the world first. The world. Yeah. So I liked it. I thought it was really interesting of course immediately you know i'm not familiar with what a jiangshi is daoshi monks so i had to go check it out right and and the the uh daoshi monks is what i thought they were they're they're daoist monks 
mostly Han Chinese. Got it. Cool. Okay. And then the Jiangxi, I learned, are called they're Chinese hopping vampires. So they're corpses who are it's like a mix of a zombie and a vampire rolled in together. Very interesting. You know what they reminded me of? Like, I'm not sure if you ever watched Shaman King. And yes. one of the characters in Shaman King had one of these. Yes. Uh, Jiangxi as they're, they're controlling a, uh, one of the rival family characters. That that That's what they controlled. And so that's what it reminded me instantly. Yep. I was like, this is from Shaman King. And that, that's what I instantly <laughs> call, uh, my, my callback. So. Right, right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Fox Kids. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, the world's really neat. I like it. First of all, I'm. I am maybe it's because Kevin, as a kid, I watched way too much Kung Fu theater. Anytime you have monks who fight supernatural things, sign me up. I'm all in. Okay. So this is naturally going to appeal to me. It's just a genre I like. Uh, it's a, it's the type, it's a type of world that I'm fascinated by. So I really do like the Zhengxi as these, these monster villains. I like the uh, Daoshi monks. Um, it, they're very cool. They, The entire world is just, it's something that normally interests me. And I think what we get here, I think uh, Corozono does a good job presenting to us in this opening chapter a fairly uh, a fairly well-developed world. We, we know the Shenzhen village where the monks live. We get an idea of what the village is. We get an idea for the monks that are within it. We get an idea for the hierarchy, right? Because we meet the the uh, Dao Dashi, who's the head of all the of all the monks, and you see the different sifus, and then you see the students. So you kind of see the hierarchy. We learn that you have to go through five years of training to become a Daoshi. And it, so you get a good idea of the structure of our good guys city and and, and their 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 world. And then we get a good feel for the bad guys that they're going after, the Zhengxi, and also get uh, a little teaser of a rival clan. We don't know much about them, Kevin. Are they monks? Are they not monks? Are they demonic? Or do they just command demons? We really don't know. We just know they're a rival clan, so to speak. So we at least get an idea of who the antagonists are going to be. I do like that we also get some rules in place pretty quickly for what the monks can do power-wise mm-hmm. and how they battle the Zhengxi. And we also get a good sense for the Zhengxi, like all good villains in a shonen manga, Kevin. There are levels, right? And so Zhengxi go from, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight orders. We know there are at least eight orders. And the higher the number, the more powerful the Zhengxi is. So I think you get a lot of the rules. For this world a good idea the setting a real good introduction to to this universe and the rules that we're going to be playing the game by yeah. going forward so that worked for me yeah and i think what this reminded me of a lot was like when we read uh, ginkgo luna, uh, luna oh, a little yeah. bit just because it not in terms of the tone and all that stuff right. and what they're tackling but in terms of the the setup of like mm-hmm. uh kurizano he just keeps it super simple yep like he introduces us to the eight levels of the Jiangxi. He does he doesn't try and overcomplicate it by saying why their power levels like the only thing that we really get is hey the first Jiangxi the rank one Jiangxi they could be taken on by 10 villagers mm-hmm. um and it will still be difficult for them but they'll be able to take them on but once you get to rank right. two 
no go. That's where yeah. we're like all the monks. That's what we do. Uh, right. That Daoshi, that's what we're in charge of because we're the only ones that could take care of them. So mm-hmm. I like it. Just again, you simplify the explanation, yes. you simplify even the, the world setup of our intro of like saying the the yin and yang fish and the, the relationships there of how like the darkness yep. took over and all that stuff. So we have this other mystery set up a little bit of what did cause the darkness to take over this world mm-hmm. um, and how it kind of gives you the idea of like, Oh, how rampant it is because it looks like we have remote villages. Um, and like you, you get this teaser, like the war, because humanity has to go through remote villages like we have here. And I think it, that's a cool setup just because again, you're kind of setting almost a post-apocalyptic yeah, setting, yeah. but not doing it where like it's completely wiped out. We see it's mountain villages. We do see like, we do see greenery and all that stuff mm-hmm. that everybody's living in. So it's like mm-hmm. a kind of different type of post-apocalyptic approach for for the series yeah agreed i like it i what's great is uh, i know you and i sometimes one of our our criticisms that we'll levy at a brand new manga will be i don't get a sense of the world we're in or it feels empty and i don't feel like that's the case here i think we get a nice sense of the world Mm -hmm. and um it's 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 simple enough that the new reader doesn't feel intimidated by it or overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by it yet enough information that you're intrigued to learn more yeah, and I think I think that's the most important thing. You want to give the re- reader enough information for this world, and kind of setting up the foundation for what the rules are. And then I think this chapter more so than any other new manga that we've read really ha- does understand. Hey, I got to set up the kind of the baseline of here are the rules for this, and now after, now that I've set up the rules, I could use the other chapters in the future to kind of really get into the details of what each rule is that I just introduced to the reader here. I think that's a really smart approach instead of being like, here are the main characters. Here's kind of the threat, like an example of a threat that they'll fight. And then I'll use my other chapters to set up what the actual rules are. I think this one does a much better job. And also it does help that this chapter had about like what, 75 pages. I like, I think it actually had more pages than a normal first chapter. So I think that does help this issue have much more of that stuff or like the world building just enough that you, you get a good sense of that. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that immediately when I, when I opened this. Yeah. It has 90, uh, 91, 91 pages. Like yeah, 91 pages. That eight, 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 it's 80, like, 89. If you don't count the, the double, no. the color, color uh, spread page. Right. Uh, that, that caught my attention right off the bat. And I was like, Oh, cool. You know what? I'm okay with this. Cause normally you get maybe 40, 50 pages. Yeah. And so this, this I thought was, I like the approach a little bit longer, but you know what, Kevin, it wasn't, it, it never felt too long. I never felt mm-hmm. like the chapter was going on for too long. I never got bored. I never was like, okay, I'm getting a little fidgety. Let's move this. I, I never felt like putting it down. I mean, I was invested from okay. beginning to end. So it was not too long, despite it being an oversized first chapter. Yeah. And I, I wonder if that is like how Shonen Jump saw this. Cause, um, that, Hey, this is one of those series that we want to really bank on. So we're going to give them as much time so um mm-hmm. and we we do know that shonen jump kind of like recently has been canceling a lot of new series from yes. last year not a lot of new not not a lot of new series that came out last year so ended up surviving to through the end of the year so it does look like they're um it'll, it'll be very interesting to see if suisho and shonen jump this is the approach they'll take with new uh new manga and kind of giving the manga because more room to develop the worlds in the first chapter instead of like giving them sometimes between 23 to 50 pages for a first chapter and not really getting a good sense of the world. And I, I do hope that they give more time for the manga to develop their worlds now moving forward. Yeah, me too. I, I hope they do this, employ this method. 
giving him more pages is always better. It's really hard to sell a reader on a new manga when you're limited to 20, 40 pages. That's that's tough to do, especially for certain kind of worlds that these manga are establishing. I mm. like Suisha being a little bit more generous. Yeah. And it look, you're just increasing the odds that a new manga is going to catch on. Because, Kevin, you and mm. I read a ton of stuff. And look... Readers like us, we're just we're just not gonna hop stay on a title because we read so many other things unless it hooks us out the gate, you know? Yeah, and I think we've also seen like especially in 2022, I think more so than any other year that we've had that we've seen more manga could take breaks or yes. like do like uh, every other week instead of like doing weekly. Cause we we talked about this throughout the lifetime of this podcast of it's not easy going through a weekly schedule that they have to like we've seen a lot of mangaka like after they finished our original series, they kind of like I need a break from it or I could only do a monthly and a lot. We are seeing a lot more manga moving on to that of like, Hey, I can't do the weekly schedule. Cause that's tough already. We already know we're like our right. comic books. Yeah. It's it's tough just doing a monthly and like, think of how like tough it is for like a weekly series that uh, showing jump. So I'm wondering if like, this is their kind of way of like, let's introduce these mangas. Maybe they're not going to be weekly. Maybe they will be like Kaiju number eight. That's twice a month for yeah. or like, or every, uh, once a month or something like that, that mm-hmm. we know that. And hopefully that you still get intrigued by the world um, right away. Because, again, we don't know what the scheduling is. It looks like it's going to be a weekly series. But um, this is a good way of just kind of, hey, let's introduce this right away. T- completely agree. Yeah. So, uh, And what did you think of the characters? We got we our main character here that we get introduced to is Ziao. Uh, what, what do you think of his introduction? Because. He, even though he's a, a monk in training, we kind of get a good idea that he's already a very powerful character. So we're not, it's not a thing of like where he's a brand new character in this world. He has been living here for over 12 years, it, it, like and training for 12 years, really. And for the last five years, his entire dedication has been to uh, become a Daoshi monk. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the approach that they went with the character already kind of having gone through the training that he needed and we're basically right. getting towards the end of it and we're, they're going to get their, their ranking? I love it. I like Jahu's uh, character. He's a great character. He's got a great look. I like his little baby tiger sidekick. Adorable. Okay, you're gonna get me anytime you have a cute little furry sidekick. Uh, it's it's an, it's always gonna be a winner. Uh, and I like that. What I really like about his character at first, you're introduced to him, and again, I thought this is kind of creative by Corazono because he kind of lulls the reader in to this. To this to lulls him into thinking this is your standard shonen protagonist and then he really flips it on us at the end and totally shocks you and surprises you in a great way because you're thinking okay all right we're going to get a character who is already very strong got it that's not uncommon it's a lot of shonen manga will do that they'll just roll out the, the character that's already strong that's cool he's clearly special we learned that he's the son of the dadaoshi master long who so he's the head man in charge so you're like oh okay so he's already he already comes from the most powerful monk who leads everybody they tell you how this monk long who he's the kind of powerful monk that only comes along once in a generation so he's not just the leader kevin he is he is a generational talent okay so he's he's amazing so now you're being now you're being led to believe in like in a lot of shonen manga okay so uh uh jahu is is Special because he's born this way because of his dad, because of his heritage, his blood. He's destined for this kind of greatness because of he was he was born into it. Right. And. 
then when you find out not so fast, my friend, and you think that along the way that the dad uh, is training him at night, right, to give him a, an unfair competition on the other uh, applicants that he's competing against, to find out that at the end that uh, Jahu is not really Longhu's son. In fact, he's just a child that was rescued by Longhu. His parents were killed. Longhu uh, arrived at the village after his parents had been killed, uh, beat back the uh, Zhangxi and rescued him as a little boy and raised him as his own son, but had nothing to do with his training and, and, and it gave him no favoritism at all. And we learn that the strength that uh, Jahu uh, has is from his own going off on his own, doing inner alchemy training every night on his own. It's basically where you take your, I guess, your chi, you know, and, and I think essentially. I'm trying, like, trying to... like meditation and then yeah. like internal training. Yeah, and, and you build up your internal energy and your internal strength and you grow it, grow it, grow it, and it becomes more and more powerful and gives you more energy. And so we find out that he, that Jahu is special because of his own hard work, his yeah. own dedication, his own drive. This is not like he was, it's not by birth, it's not by blood, it's not by, you know, preordained. No, he had to do it on his own, through his own sweat blood and tears it makes him instantly a more uh likable hero and a hero that you want to root for and respect even more yeah and this kind of goes into like the trend that we've been seeing for the last several years especially like with one punch man and mob and um and even like Ginko Gluna and stuff like that, but most recently and Akane Banashi, I would say mm -hmm. as well, that mm -hmm. where we're already getting characters that have have been trained, have right. gone through like they're new, they're not newbies when we yeah. when we first meet them. Like maybe maybe new to us, but they're in this world. They've gone through that, what you would expect them to go through in like school or and all that stuff, or like learning moves and all that. They already have this. And I think Ziao who who isn't at the top level, but at least he has right. the basics and all that stuff down. So he doesn't have to go through all the training, which I, I know, especially for some readers and even anime watchers and stuff like that, that's kind of their least favorite thing is seeing yes. characters go through the training. We want to get to the tournament arc. Let's get through all the fighting. Let's get to the fun stuff, right? Uh -huh. So I think um, Kuruza Kuruzano does a really good job of just getting through that and presenting Zhao as like a character that's powerful, but it's still training and still going to get more powerful as the series goes on. He's not like, mm -hmm. he's not like mob or right. one punch man or something like that, where he's already the strongest in the world. He's not that. And like, I think that that's where you feed into like the adults as well. Like where, where Labo and then like uh, Zhao, who's that uh, adopted father. Mm -hmm. Like when you see those two characters, you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Right. We, we thought he was good, like yeah. as Yahoo was good, but when you see those, and I think that goes into Cruzano's like artwork as well, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the way he designs characters of like, oh, the presentation really does matter when it comes to that, oh, and yeah. like you you get that there, so that way you're not like, oh, we, we're dealing with another overpowered character like Mashal. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I like that. I like that you know that Yahoo is special, but he still has a long way to go. So this, no. this first chapter kind of takes the the protagonist and gives you I, for me it's like the perfect balance. 
Yeah. He's special and strong, but not so strong that he doesn't have some more room for growth. So it strikes a nice balance for me. You kind of get best of both worlds. Yeah. And it, it gives uh it gives Corazono a plenty of room to to grow the character going forward. Yeah, you can see like how he also and Kurizano has also like inspirations for like things like Naruto, where you yes. have like vil- the village set up as well. And like so yep. Yahoo does have like at least a surrounding where he can continue growing and all. So, right. so even though he's already well trained and everything, like he he can grow. And that gets into like our two like his other two buddies and one one mm-hmm. of them being his rival, Chao Yung and Julie. Um mm-hmm. uh where Julie is more like kind of his best bud, it looks like, yeah. and then Chao Yu is the angry uh ri- rival that thinks that he's as yahoo's getting all the uh, all the love and glory and all that stuff and getting special train which like you mentioned rock before um and so i like that with this first chapter that both jelly and xiao yung um they they have a perception of xiao yu which kind of yes. almost affects the reader as well like yeah xiao yu he's a father he, his father is the leader he's getting all the special train we even see the special train that you kind of get an idea oh like oh yeah maybe he is getting that special train but once like that uh along who like breaks that facade of like no he's not and i'm glad that he, they do that first chapter like yes. that's how we end the chapter really is like revealing everything and i'm glad that they're not keeping that a secret as well so like you got the two the two friends that Xiao who has with julian Yung, they already know like we're not going to get this out there like 12, 12 chapters later of like them learning this big secret oh my god no, they're, they're going to learn it first chapter in. And so that kind of changes the dynamic of their relationship as well. So that there's maybe they'll be friendly rivals or right. like, or they'll develop friendships or however it is. But now it's not like going to be the traditional, oh yeah, the rival hates them because they have special powers or whatever. Yeah. It's not, you already changed the perception of your two other leads here. No, I, I agree. I like how uh, Corazona was able to use Chao Yun and uh, Julie as their basic. They're basically use those two characters to walk the reader down the path that uh, Corazona wants you to go down, thinking that that uh, Jahu is entitled or special by blood and getting special training and blah blah blah. He uses t- two characters because those two characters are basically your your. They really are kind of our more of our viewpoint to the to Jahu than Jahu himself, really, and. By using those two characters to walk us down to kind of bring out in us these kind of expectations that we already bring to the table with a shonen manga like this. By using those characters to bring us down that path only to flip it on us. That's brilliant writing. That's I mean, it's that's great writing. And I also will say credit Kurozano's artwork too, because like the characters, the way that they express when yeah. Yahoo does something or like when they get news or when like they're doing going through their test of like what Chao Yung. Uh, he gets bitten and all that stuff. Like the artwork's so very good expressionally that, and like we get already good setting and all that stuff. But again, it's yeah. about the characters and all that. And I like that each character comes off as their own unique character, their own yes. unique voice, and all that stuff. Yes. So, so I think Kurizano does a good job of combining the artwork with the character designs with the, the mm-hmm. writing. So that way you get a good sense throughout this chapter. And then that way, when that surprise hits of the hook, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's much more effective the way it's done, and like again, like I said, it's going away, away from the norms that we have when it's like the rivals. This is going to be the stretched out thing, and now we have we don't really know what direction will be. Will they be like the three team group of right. like they're going to actually be good friends now, or is it going to be something totally different? Which again, we don't know, and I think that's that's a good thing because again, you got 
these are going to probably be the three characters that we're going to be following since they're they're new yeah. Daoshi. So, and I also the other character that I liked is Labo as well because mm-hmm. you're like we complain a lot about how we don't like characters that just give exposition are just yep. there because it sometimes takes too long. Mm-hmm. And Kurozano, it feels like he understood that that. I need to give exposition for this chapter. I need to introduce the uh, reader to the world, but he doesn't spend too much time. He, like we mentioned at the beginning, it's the very basics labels. Therefore, like here's the ranking. Yep. Here's how things work. Just let, and you guys remember the rest. Cause I already taught you the rest and like, okay, cool. It's like one, two pages basically. And that's it. And that's mm-hmm. the most effective way to give exposition for a reader and like kind of doing the, making it focused on world building, not just like kind of boring the reader with just let's go over to everything that's yeah. going on in the world or let's uh-huh. all, how the villages are set up. You already know that there's villages set up by the way I'm drawing and yeah. kind of tr- Kuruzano trusting his own artwork and all that stuff as well when, when it comes to the village setup. And so I'm glad that he trusts the reader enough being like, hey, I just could give you the basics and then I'll develop the rest of the rules and world later on. But let me just give you at least the basics and I'm not going to bore you with like 10 pages of just uh exposition no i agree i think how how he utilized labo as a literary tool very effective very restrained got in got out i mean you're right kevin it was only just like two pages it was great like that's how you do it you avoid the massive exposition (laughs) dump that's a good job and i mean he does the same thing with uh long who later in the chapter when long who starts to explain the inner alchemy training again it's in it's out we're mm-hmm. not late we're not going into all of the, all these different techniques and the different levels and this no 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 he's just he's just getting in and out with the basics mm-hmm. that you need to know right there that's how you use exposition to fill yeah. in uh some of the world building and rules it, it's very limited only what you and I need to know at the time, Kevin. Yeah, and 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 I'm glad because I know that when I saw that it was 91 pages, I was like, ooh, I was gonna get a lot of exposition. That, yeah. that I was like, there, there has to be a reason why you're getting 91 pages. And when, once, right. like, I it was basically until the end where I was just like, oh, he didn't do that. Oh, okay, right. I was surprised. I was actually very surprised that like Kuruzano was able to have that restraint of like, no, I'm not going to bore the reader. I'm not going to put the reader through like. Yep. a balance of dialogue here no i'm not going to do that and like it was really until i got to the last page i was like oh you didn't do that okay cool that's this is a great approach and I, like that's why i have to read it again uh before the, the podcast too i was just like let me read it again just to make sure i got this right and because yeah. like I, I was that was actually one of the most surprising aspects of this issue of this uh, first chapter of like we didn't get that exposition up even though he had 91 pages 89 pages basically to develop the story yeah i was surprised by that too thrilled when it didn't happen i was like yes all right way to go <laughs> yeah and and then i think they do a good job of like uh both ending the issue and then also at the in the middle of the issue we get that one mysterious old man that is Jazz who meets as well and then like yeah. at the end of the issue or the end of the chapter sorry um he, he like we see that mysterious group where we don't know if they're a rival uh, from a rival village or from uh or they're the instigators of stuff. Like I think it's a good setup because again, it gets the hook for the next chapter for the next chapter. And uh, and the other hook being that old man approaches Yahoo when he's doing his secret meditation training. Yep. I think those are two good hooks that you have here for like, okay, what's next? And how does this all relate to each other? Yeah. No, I love the mysterious old man riding the giant tiger. He is a very first of all, great looking character. Very interesting. It we needed. We needed a little bit of mist, a dash of mystery, Kevin, because we didn't have we needed a dash of mystery. We were like, what is going on? Because otherwise, you know, Kevin, other 
without the mysterious old man and then the very final page of this chapter with showing us the rival gang, really, this chapter is a pretty self-contained story on its own. So you need a couple little hooks in there going forward, right? And this old man, what I find is the old man, Kevin. I mean, come on. The obvious parallels are right there because our main character in uh, Jehu has his little baby tiger and the old man is riding a big old fully grown giant tiger. So you get the feeling that the two characters have some, there's some kind of connection there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's also mentioned in this cha- first chapter that this is a world where it's not the, just the Jiaoxing, uh like there, there's other uh, mystical creatures in this world as well. So we're probably going to meet them as well. So it'll be very interesting to see how much uh, Kudazano plays with the mysticism of this. Of it's not just going to be the the monks versus the, the Jiaoxi. If are are there other creatures in here? Are because we already know about the yin yang fish. So it's like it does feel like we're going to get a lot more into the mytho- like Chinese mythology that yes uh, Kudazano's digging into. I also love the name of the rival clan, Kevin. I think we need to put a spotlight on it. It is the way of the five pecks of rice wine. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome name for a clan. Love it. <laughs> you already want to get a beer with them, don't you? That's right. That's right. <laughs> or drink some sake. Uh, that's right. I got to say, you know, uh, uh, throughout the whole throughout the whole chapter, Kevin, I love all the character designs. I love all the character designs. I think they all look fantastic. The three boys look great. The uh, the the Sifu's Libo and uh, Wu Hang look great. Uh, Daodashi Master Monk Long Hu looks great. The mysterious old man looks great. The villainous rival clan leader looks great. Everyone, Kevin, has a badass, unique look to their character. The adults, of course, look the most badass because they're all they're they're fully grown, right? But the boys, the three boys have a really good character designs, very unique. The hothead has the long hair. He's the the wild child. Our main character, Ajahu, has like the tiger like stripe kind, the tiger claw mark thing that goes the tiger motif he's got going. And then, of course, Julie has the glasses. He's smaller, so he's kind. it, It plays into his personality. But and all the adults just look badass. They all look mm-hmm. cool. They all have great designs. Everyone has a cool, cool design. I, I think the art is fantastic. Really got me into the story. Yeah, I think the artwork re- really does work work well. And it, like also just gets over that. Hey, Zhao Yun and like his friends. Okay, they they got through their training, but they still have a ways to go. And yep. I think the, the adult the designs for the adults it was so important in that aspect of like, mm-hmm. hey, the adults are very experienced and you get that through just the character designs there that they all uh, that that's where they need that that's where our character main characters need to reach next yep yep so a big thumbs up for the artwork i was really i was really pleased and and wow kevin the bad guys the uh zhang sheet they look cool don't they <laughs> they they look like an evil characters yeah uh, for sure great <laughs> and, and also uh, uh, another thing with Zhao yung's uh character design like that like typical Shonen Jump manga protagonist, he has the the scar like on yes, on his chin, yes. like the three the like getting, getting into that Rurouni Kenshin vibe a little bit. Yep, yep. Um, so I like that again. A nice nice little touch saying, "Oh yeah, I remember this is a Shonen Jump manga." So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but again, that I, I like that, and again, it just gets into the unique character designs for each yes. one, like they all stand out. Yep, totally. Um, 
Is there anything else that like for you for this first chapter? I'm guessing that this is something that you're going to be reading now moving forward and just checking out the future chapters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Corazona hooked me completely with this uh, opening chapter. I am all in on this on this title. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely coming back for more. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. This is quality, quality writing and or. Yes, I, I'm in the same boat. I think this is really good. I, I'm going I'll definitely have this on my uh, to read list, like moving forward and like. It'll, it'll be very interesting to see how he develops the world. Is it going to be like where we're going to have different villages or are we going to be focusing on the one village? And I'm going to be very interested to see uh, where, where things go from here. Awesome. All right, Rockwell. Again, thank you very much for joining me on this episode. It's fun. Like talking new manga uh, as much as I love talking about My Hero Academia, One Piece and all this <laughs> stuff with you. It's always fun to get new stuff because it's always getting that new blood, especially to begin the year. It's This was a good time. Yep. Agreed. And that, that's how we're going to end the podcast. And I hope you guys all, all have a good rest of your day.